Welcome to the podcast from Church of the Nazarene. Please subscribe to this podcast for the latest updates and new episodes. And you can also search for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. We also invite you to join us each Sunday morning at 9 on our YouTube channel or Facebook Live. You can also join us in person at 9 or 1030 for our English services or 1145 for our Spanish service. We also invite you to join Celebrate Recovery every Monday night at 630. Thanks for listening. Uh, I want to spend just a couple minutes uh, today opening the word and sharing just something that's been deep in my, in my heart for a season now. And so what I'm, I'm going to share with you this morning is not the result of just a, a verse that I found and thought, well, this is cool. It's really a, a, been a journey, and you'll hear more about that in a minute. I begin this morning, though, with the question, what are you certain of today? What are you certain of? I don't know how long your list would be if you made a list this morning. I'm just here to tell you my list is a lot shorter than it used to be. <laughs> uh, three months ago, six months ago, two years ago, my, my list of what I am certain of today is a lot shorter than it used to be. I don't know about you, because this is a thought that I've had in my brain, and I really think this is true. For most things in our lives, most things in our lives, certainty is an illusion. Now, that's not the most optimistic statement on the screen, right? That, that may be a little bit painful to think about, but, but I think it's really important to acknowledge this morning the truth of that statement. For most things in your life today, certainty is an illusion. Maybe you've doubted that before, but, but like me, maybe you've realized in, in recent days how true that statement is, right? The, the truth is we've always, listen, we've always been uncertain about the future, right? The future has always been uncertain, but when you're facing what? A, a global pandemic? Uh, when, you're, when you're facing what's happening in our, our nation? We just heard about what's happening in our world. That's, that's huge. All, all the uncertainty there, but think about just even in our own country, Political division, war, right? War happening around the world, but, but we feel the impact of that. Our, the economy seems uncertain. Maybe our health seems uncertain. Even this week, we're reminded, right, as we see yet again the tragedy, inexplicable loss of another school shooting. What does that remind us of? If nothing else, it's, wow, there is uncertainty all around us. So I don't know how long your list used to be, but, but for me... My list gets shorter and shorter of the things that I can be certain of. Our culture, our Western culture in which we live, really has a low tolerance for uncertainty. I discovered this recently. I was reminded of this. We, I was talking with a few friends, and we were commenting about raising teenagers, and that's fun. We need, like, a support group for that, right? Uh, I love my teenagers, but it's, it's like the world in which we're living. It's challenging. And we were commenting now because of technology, you know. If, if you've got a teenage driver, you can pull out your phone and watch where they are, where they're driving. Why did they stop there? They stopped there too long. Why are they there? I'm going to call them. Where are they? Right? We can do, and we commented, like, how in the world did parents raise teenagers when they couldn't know where they were at all times at every moment, right? What is the gift of technology? That's beautiful, but it's, it's eliminated at least the appearance of some uncertainty, right? We, we know where they are. We have a low tolerance for uncertainty, but the truth is, for most things in this world, most things in your life, this statement is true. Certainty is an illusion. So before I go any, any further, you'll say, well, what's, what's, what's wrong with certainty? What's so wrong with having, maybe you resonate with having a low tolerance of uncertainty. Like, what's, what's wrong with that? Well, I, I think it comes down to a word, uh, the word control. Because you see, the desire for control is often the root of what's wrong with us. 
That's the root of, uh, we talk often about our sin nature, and often the root of that, uh, the root of that sin nature is this desire grasping for control. We talk about it often because I, it's true, it's true in my life and many of our lives. Most of us, most of us are used to feeling in control, right? Whether we are or not, we're used to at least feeling like we're in control. We can work hard. We can see some results from our effort. We can plan year after year to to improve for the future. But the truth is just like certainty is an illusion, control is an illusion too. It really is. It really is. That's what we, we studied in James not, not too long ago. What did it say in James 4? That, that your life, my life is like a mist. It's here today and gone tomorrow. What does that mean? It's this idea of, of control, the control that we think we have. It's really, it's really an illusion. But man, the feeling of control sure is nice, isn't it? I mean, come on. <laughs> All of us, whether it's the TV remote in your hand, whether you're the one in the car that has to be the one driving, whatever it is, we all have these little areas of our life where the feeling of control feels nice, doesn't it? Because no one, no one wants to feel out of control. No one in this room says, I like that feeling. I like the, no, of course not. But, but here's the root of it. I said everything to, to get us in, in a minute to Exodus 13, but to get us to this statement, here's the issue and here's what it boils down to in my heart. And this is why I'm sharing this with you today. When I feel, when I feel in control, I don't have to live by faith. That's it for me. I can't speak for you today. I don't know where you're at, but the truth is in my life, when I feel like I'm in control, when I feel like everything around me is okay, when I feel like I've kind of got what I need, and uh, too often I don't have to live by faith because I can be in control. That's the root of the issue for me. So today, here's what I want to do for just, for just a couple minutes. I want to I open up a scripture, and this scripture is really going to serve as a catalyst, a springboard into our summer series that we begin next week. Uh, But I want to look at the book of Exodus today, Exodus chapter 13. There's a story here, and I want to look at three different snapshots that I believe are going to help us, they're helping me, to examine in uncertain times, what can we be certain of? Because whether you acknowledge it or not, we are living in uncertain days. That's the truth of our reality today, but I believe these snapshots are really going to help us. So Exodus 13, if you have your copy of scripture, turn there with me. What's happening in Exodus 13? And again, we're kicking off a a series this summer. We're going to be in a series called The Wanderers, and we're going to look at the children of Israel in their journey from captivity, from slavery, as as they wander through the wilderness towards the promised land that God has provided. And so here in Exodus 13 is the beginning of that. The, uh, the nation of Israel, they've been slaves. They've been in captivity. And then God uses Moses. God uses one man who, who has a lot of things that, that would seemingly disqualify him for leadership. But God says, you're the one I'm going to use. And so he, he, right here in Exodus, delivers God's people. A Pharaoh finally agrees to let them go. And they're on their way to a promised land, to a land, a place that God has provided. You're no longer going to be slaves. I'm going to give you this land, and I'm going to make your descendants great. You're going to be a great nation. So here in Exodus chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, we get to the first snapshot I want to look at today just briefly. Uh, This is what it says. When Pharaoh let the people go, this is verse 17 of Exodus 3. God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. 
For God said if they faced war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Get this moment. It's really important. God leads them out of captivity. That must have been a cool moment, right? We're not slaves anymore. We get to, let's pack up, let's go. That, that is not our reality anymore. But here's the problem. If I were charting a course between where I am and where God has promised to take us, I'm going on a direct line. Let's get there as fast as possible. But Exodus 13 says that's not the way God brought them. Literally, if you look on a map, if, if here is Egypt and there is the promised land, literally on a map we can see that God leads them the opposite direction. Seemingly the wrong direction. And he leads them into the desert. The desert. I, I thought we were going to a, a great, I thought it was going to be a great land and, and it was going to be prosperous, beautiful and prosperous and all the good things. And now we find ourselves going the opposite direction through a desert. Talk about uncertainty, right? It had to feel that way. What's, what's happening here, God? I, I thought, Moses, are you sure you got your connection right with the Lord? This doesn't seem right. Can you place yourselves there? Just personally in that situation, coming out of slavery, experiencing joy and freedom and hope of something new. But then you look around and you're headed through the desert. And you're headed the wrong direction. At least the wrong direction from what your plan would suggest. Talk about uncertainty. You may know the feeling, but, but I, I do. Let me explain a little bit of why, why I've been camping out here. Uh, the last 60 days or so have felt uncertain. Now, now the last couple of years through COVID and all that, but just the last 60 days, I have felt a lot of uncertainty, and, and I'll explain a little bit more. Many of you uh, may, may have realized that uh, we're, we're just in a season of transition here at our church. In March, in March, well, we were here busy at work. We were preparing for our first Easter kind of after the height of the pandemic, and so we're, for the first time, for the first time in two years, we felt like we had a little bit of certainty, right? Isn't that ironic? A little bit of certainty as we could plan for the future, and we could begin doing some things that we haven't been able to do over these last couple of years, and uh, in March, within a 24-hour period, I have two separate meetings, and they were good meetings, but the result of that meeting left me with a lot of uncertainty because within a 24-hour period... Two of our staff let me know they were going to be making some transitions. And, and Aubrey, uh, our worship director, was moving to Kentucky. And Angela Cole, our Kids Harbor director for 17 years, was stepping out to begin a new, a new business ministry endeavor. And so within a 24-hour period, I learned that we were going to have a lot of transition. And wouldn't you know, both of them gave me what my last day is going to be. And they gave me the exact same day, April 30th. And I'm kind of laughing at the Lord, but I'm really like, God, what are you doing? Come on. This isn't funny. So immediately, right, in the midst of some uncertainty, yes, I was thankful these were good transitions. God was speaking. They were obeying. We were able to celebrate that as a church family. But I was immediately experiencing a lot of uncertainty. Fast forward a couple weeks. I was returning with a group of our men, about 85 of our men from our, our men's retreat down in uh, Ocracoke, North Carolina. A wonderful time away. The first time we've been able to do that retreat for several years. And just as I was about to get into town, I received a call that our brother uh, from our staff, a critical member of our facilities team here, passed away suddenly from a heart attack. If you've been here, you know this. We shared this with you at the time. But I remember that day, and I remember that moment, and I remember where I was when I found out that news, and I was heartbroken. I was crushed. 
we met with our staff that following Monday. This is a week before Easter, and we just sat together, and we cried, and we grieved, and we asked questions that we didn't really know answers to, and of all the emotions I felt that day, I told my staff, I just feel sad. I just feel sad. I'm going to be honest, I really haven't gotten over that. We got to experience the joy of Easter, but then the heartbreak and the sorrow of a funeral for our brother passed away so soon and so suddenly. Why, why do I say all that? Why do I tell you that? Some of you, if you've been journeying with us, you know a lot of those things. Why do I say that? I, I say that because over that 30-day period of my life and of my ministry and of our staff's ministry, we were experiencing a lot of emotions, but I would say uncertainty was pretty close to the top of the list. There was a lot happening and a lot that we didn't feel very certain of. Have you been there in your life recently where you feel a little bit uncertain, a lot uncertain? I don't know what your most uncertain moment has been or if it's even today or if it's right now, but I don't think it's a stretch to say collectively, corporately, we're living in uncertain times, aren't we? But I find incredible uh, encouragement in this story, and that's why I share it with you today because the story I share with you today, I shared with our staff. On a Monday morning, less than just a couple weeks ago, in the wake of all that we had experienced, all the transition and the heartache and some of the grief and loss that we were going through, I, I stood in front of our staff and I shared some of the words that I'm sharing with you today because they've been a bit of a rallying cry for me and I believe our staff in these days. So I want to share them with you today. So, so what can we be certain of in uncertain times? Three things today. I'm not a three-point preacher. If you've been here before, you know that. I'm not like a three-point preacher, but today I am. So if you love that, you're going to love this. If you don't, come back next week. You'll get something different. But there's just three points today, and I think they're really valuable. Three different snapshots right here in Exodus 13. Here's what we can do in uncertain times. We can trust God's plan. In your uncertainty, you can trust God's plan. That's what this passage in Exodus 13 is telling us. It had to feel uncertain, right? The future had to feel unknown. Man, we're not slaves anymore, but where are we going? And why are we going the opposite direction? And how are we going to survive in a desert? That had to feel uncertain, but it's, you can see here in Exodus 13, God had a plan. It wasn't their plan. They didn't get to see the plan. and They got to see one step at a time. They didn't get to see five steps from now. They didn't know all that God was going to do. Uh, according to his plan, but in this moment, it was clear that God has a plan, and today, in your uncertainty, you may not get it. Your list of questions may be way longer than your list of answers, but today, I want to encourage you, and I want to challenge you. In uncertainty, you can trust. What can you trust? You can trust that God has a plan. Some of us today, there's brokenness in our lives because of our own mess. We've made mistakes we, we've got sin, in our, and, and it's created all kinds of chaos and disruption. Do you know even then, you know what God's word says? That God can work for the good of those who love him and are called according to your purpose. So even if, even if the uncertainty in your life today is your fault, you've caused it. Even then, if you submit yourself and say, God, I want to live according to your plan, not my plan. I, I, I confess to you that I've been trying to live in control for far too long. Would you, even then... Our God is gracious and good and loving, and, and he can redeem your plan. So today, I don't, know, I don't know where you are personally, but I want you to believe that in your uncertainty, you can trust that a God, God has a plan. 
that might be important enough. You write it on a note and stick it somewhere. Every morning you wake up and you, you look at it in the mirror and say, okay, God has a plan. Today, God has a plan. I'm not going to trust today what I feel because I feel really uncertain. I'm not going to trust today some of the things that I'm struck, but I'm going to believe today in faith God has a plan. Snapshot number two is just a few verses later. First, we can trust God's plan in uncertainty, but look at what it says in verse 20, right? So after leaving Succoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. So here they are, the edge of the wilderness, right? And by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or by night. Listen to this, verse 22. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. What is this saying? What does this snapshot number two tell us? In your uncertainty, you can trust God's presence. Isn't this cool? I know it. I don't, we, we don't love the first part. Wait, God's sending them the wrong direction. Wait, God's sending them through the desert. We don't really like that part. But you know, we can take a lot of confidence that even in the wilderness, even going seemingly the wrong way, what happens? God is present with them. Oh, at night, you're going to see me in the fire. During the day, you're going to see me in a pillar of cloud. And get this, I'm right ahead of you. Wherever you're going, I'm already there. I'm a step ahead. I'm present with you. You're never going to take a step in this wilderness that I'm not right there ahead of you. Is it uncertain? Yeah, it is. But you can trust that he is with you in your uncertainty, up ahead of you, where you're going. You can trust in his presence. And today, that's true for you. No matter what uncertainty you're feeling, you may not understand today. You may not be able to see and understand totally, but you can trust that God has a plan and you can trust that he's present with you every step of the way, even in the wilderness, even when it seems like you're going in the wrong direction, you can trust in his presence. There's one more snapshot today. And in just a few weeks, we're going to get to this in Exodus chapter uh, 16, but this snapshot is an important one because now they're in the middle of the wilderness and they're far along on this journey. And there's a temptation that we see often for the children of Israel for as many times as God does miracle after miracle. And we're going we're gonna to study that this summer. The miracles that God does, they'll experience a miracle and they'll praise the Lord. And the next day, you get up and you know what they start doing? They start grumbling. Oh, I wish we could just go back to being slaves. I wish we could just go back. This is miserable. This is the desert. This is, God, where are you? All of those things. I, I do some grumbling sometimes. I won't ask about you. So the children of Israel are hungry and they start to grumble. God, did you lead us out here into the middle of nowhere to just let us die? And God provides, doesn't he? He provides. If you know the story, we're not going to read it in its entirety, but in Exodus 16, God provides, and said he provides this way. Every day, there, there's manna, there's bread that falls, there's quail, that's meat, protein, right, that falls from the sky. And, and the instructions are this, don't gather too much. Don't collect for tomorrow in the next day, in the next day, because that will spoil and rot. But go and receive what you need for today and trust that what you need for tomorrow will be provided. So what does this mean in your uncertainty that you can trust God's provision Look at that, a three-point sermon in all peace. Man, this is a weird Sunday, but it's, it's good. Some of you are really getting blessed. Uh, you can trust God's provision. God provided. Now, did he tell them today how he was going to provide tomorrow and the next day? Did he provide today what they needed for that day? No, he didn't. He provided that day what they needed for that day. And Isn't that sometimes how God works? We don't like that, do we? We, we like control. 
We like to feel confident in, 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 in oh, we, we see it here and we say we got what we need. for. But, but sometimes in your uncertainty, God's not going to provide what you need tomorrow. God's not going to give you the answer that you'll need next week. Sometimes in your uncertainty, you have to trust in God's provision for that day, in that moment, and believe and trust that that is enough. You're God today. You're with me today. You're enough today. And tomorrow, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust that you have a plan. And I'm going to trust that you're present because you're with me. And I'm going to trust that you're going to provide that day what I need. I can't worry about that today, can I? I've got to live today, even in the uncertainty, and trust in your provision. So today, uh, church family, you really have a choice. You and I have a choice today, don't we? We can't have control. You really can't. Even if you feel like you do today, look around you. Look at the world. You are not in control. You can't have control, but, but you don't really want that. Truthfully, you don't really want that. And you can't have certainty. I think we've established that, but you can have the one, the one with you who is certain. The question is, uh, what are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in today? even in your uncertainty. I'm going to invite you. Would you help me for a minute? Would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? I'm sharing something today that's personal to me, and I'm not even getting into all the reasons this is personal, but I'm just telling you, this is deep water for me. This is challenging stuff. And so I'm going to invite you. Would you just close your eyes for a minute, and would you be willing today to be honest with yourself about uncertainty that you might be feeling uncertainty that you might be facing all of us today are uncertain about some things but maybe today as i'm sharing you really resonate you really resonate with that desire for control and sometimes that 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 feeling of control means i don't have to live by faith and today you're in a season of it's requiring incredible faith and so today maybe you need to be reminded that god has a plan even in your uncertainty. Today, you need to be reminded God is present. He's with you, even in your uncertainty. Today, maybe you need to be reminded God provides, even in your uncertainty. I'm pausing for a moment because I want you to make this personal today. I want you to invite the Lord to just reveal what is it today? What is it today in your heart that you're uncertain of? What is it today where you're battling for control? And I want to invite you now as we pray to surrender that. God, today, we face uncertainty. We face it in our world. I've, I've been transparent within our church, God. There's been some uncertain days, but I could testify today that you're showing us here at our church that you have a plan. Oh, God, you are showing us moment by moment that you're present with us even in uncertain times, and you are providing, God, you are providing day by day and moment by moment. So I, I'm praying today for the one whose faith, whose faith is hurting today. They're in a season of uncertainty. They're in a season where their questions are way longer than the answers. And God, I just pray today, right now, that they would cry out to you and they would receive your gift in this season, that they can trust you even in uncertain times. Thank you for your word and, and your promise and that we can rely today, not on our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions, God, but we can rely on your truth in the midst of uncertain times. Jesus, we love you and we thank you 
church family, I was thinking of a song. It's an older song. I won't say it's old because if you're in the room today, you may not think this is old and you may think I'm calling you old, so relax. But it's a song I grew up uh, singing over and over. And I was thinking about the line from the song. I have it on the screen and I want to share it with you today as a bit of a benediction. The line from the song says this, Oh, for grace to trust you more. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about what that means, God, that you would give me grace. Give me the grace that I need to trust you. That line is almost an acknowledgement that, God, I don't trust you as much as I should. God, I'm not trusting you in every area like I should, but would you give me the grace that I need to trust you more? I love that prayer, right? Uh, that's, a, that's a prayer I think we could all come around as we go throughout our week. God, give me the grace that I need to trust you more. I want to trust you when uncertainty. God, forgive me when I haven't trusted you. Oh, for grace to trust you more. Maybe you know this song. Maybe you don't. You don't have to sing it. But I think the chorus to this song is a beautiful declaration. And it ends with this line. If you know it, you can sing it with me. It goes like this. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I prove him more and more. Jesus. Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him. Let's sing that one more time. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. Make this your prayer. Jesus, Jesus. Precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. It's a beautiful prayer today. Think about, think about, we, we desire that to be our prayer, but think about your heavenly father today, how much he desires that to be true today in your heart and in your life. Would you stand today as we prepare to go, as that declaration is on our hearts and our minds? God, give me the grace to trust you more. Give me the grace to trust you more. Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel for updates and new episodes. And if you have any questions about our church or ministries, go ahead and email us at info at cotnaz.org.